Thanks for Push and Play. This is April Hunter, and you are listening to The Reseller's Voice. The Reseller's Voice is a interview-based podcast where we break down the business basics of reselling as a side hustle or as a full-time career. We do that through talking to all kinds of other resellers, resellers from eBay, Poshmark, Mercari, Amazon, and Hopefully it gives you a little bit of insights and some tips that you can use in your own business. You can find me at Cloven Caddis on almost any of the reselling platforms or on Instagram at April Hunters Hustle Hacks. I try to put out new content on my website, Hunters Hustle Hacks, that is relevant to the reseller community or to being productive by using business basics. Today we have Ruthie joining us on the podcast. Ruthie is the New York City underscore declutterer on Instagram. Ruthie specializes in de-hoarding, de-stashing, and organizing your space so that you reduce some overwhelm and can have a fuller, more mentally clear life. She focuses on younger families and I asked her to come on and share some tips with us because I know for me after getting a whole entire couple of van loads of inventory I was extremely overwhelmed with the amount of kid stuff and my stuff that was just everywhere. So let's get into today's episode. Hi, Ruthie. How are you? Hey, how are you? <laughs> Good. Good morning. Good morning. So I'm really excited to have you on the podcast today. I'm excited to have uh, you on the podcast, too. Um, I think that everybody within my uh, listening audience um, can gain a lot of knowledge from you, because I think that we just did... Um, a large, we're either overflowing with inventory currently, or we uh, are about ready to go find more inventory because we managed to sell through everything that we have. But um, I would love to hear all of your thoughts on um, how you keep inventory and your house in a manageable state so that you don't lose your mind. And you also have a Facebook group, right? I have a Facebook group. Yes, I created this group um, when COVID nineteen hit um, because I really wanted to connect. Since I wasn't been, you know, I wasn't able to get out there and like physically connect to my clients and and people, and I wanted a community where people can come and talk about some of the stuff that's you know kind of uh, getting worse and worse in this space, you know, um, clutter. But it's called creating space and design in these times because I also do interior design. And so I like to touch on that, um, as well. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think definitely once you get your space, um, cleaned and maintained, and I, I know with my kids home, my house has turned into an absolute tornado. Um, (laughs) so, um, I'm I'm sure that it's a common common mom and family issue right now. So I think you're out here to save the world right now. 
Well, yeah. And, and the thing about it, you know, listen, uh, my kids are, I have a child who's 32, who's going to have her first baby. I'm going to have my first grandchild in November. And so I have a 32 year old and 28 year old. I know what it is to, to raise. Well, my kids especially were, I don't know how it happens, but there's some of us that are neat and there's some of us that are not neat and can make havoc in seconds. And that was my kids. Um, and so I know what it is to have, you know, a crazy house in minutes, but I also know that that is also the representation of kids that are living their best life, right there. And I think it's really important that moms and dads allow their kids that space to, to wreak that havoc sometimes because the imagination and whatever else is their spirit. Um, gets to do that. But we also have to teach them um, how to clean up. And at, like after where we have a mess, you know, um, we clean our mess up, they have, to, they have to learn how to clean up. And I think if I could speak to this subject, um, I think it's super important, especially now, um, even though uh, people, especially young families, um, move much faster than they should because they have so much to get done in a time. Um, they need to take the pause and they need to really stop and say, is this working if I clean up after them? And have the kids really understand and work at really helping out because this is a time, I think, where more than ever people are making transformations happen in their families uh, with being together more. But I think part of that is the opportunity to teach more, um, especially to our kids, because there's just so much going on for all of us, especially young families. And I hate to see parents so overwhelmed because of the clutter and their homes being disorganized and knowing that there's an absolute way uh, to work with that. And that is work as a family and get those kids, you know, um, you know, sharpen their tools and skills with helping out with, you know, getting their stuff sorted and organized. I, I think that um, I, I believe that every, well, not every single, but like 90% of my listeners are moms who have uh, kids and they also um, are either a reseller or have a, a side hustle going on. So I feel like all of us moms have hit overwhelmed um, before COVID and now that we have COVID because we have a lot of us had our kids home eight weeks before we were planning on having our kids home and then we are trying to run our you know sometimes large inventory side hustles um, you know not only are we now short on time you know to continue our work but we also you know have the kids and all the fray mixed into it so what is your best tip to starting to create systems and processes so that you can maintain you know some of your spaces and reduce some of your overwhelm the best thing um for me is um really knowing what you have that's the first thing Mm -hmm. Um, and so, and so when I say knowing what you have, um, most often it's like, what don't I need? What do I need to let go of? I mean, maybe, you know, your, um, your reseller has a pair of jeans that have been sitting there for four years and she hasn't sold them yet. Right. 
um, whatever those things are that are really in the way of really being able to see what they have. So whether you're a reseller or you're just, you know, you're at home, um, I think that the process, there's got to be decluttering um, done. Um, I don't care what you what you have, um, what business you're in. Um, and I go in all the time. And the reason why um, offices or any one given business um, is cluttered is because there's stuff that is just not happening. It's not it's not part of the business anymore. It needs to go. It, it's not going to um, create any profitability for that business. It's taking up unnecessary space. So I don't know what your, um, I don't know what the actual um, process is for resellers in the way that they accumulate more inventory if they actually take the time and see what's in those bins and let go. And if they're really in the habit of that, or are they, you know, I, I mean, it, or are they just holding on to everything and thinking that they could sell, they have a great eye and they, they can sell everything eventually. I mean, I think you have to have some rules about that because you're only, I mean, I would imagine if people are doing these from their, doing this from their home, they're doing it in a space in their home that they've designated and it should look neat. It should look orderly. They should know what they have. And rather than have a thousand things that they can't see and they have no idea and they really don't have the resources to truly, truly market that appropriately, they should have less and they should know, they should know what they can manage. So um, my first tip is like, know what you got based on what you know you can manage, you know? And, um, mm -hmm. and I think, I think also like a big piece for me when it comes to any environment or any person that I work with that has clutter, that has the chaos is, is the whole shopping story for them you know right. your resellers are shoppers exactly. you know and and are they are they shopping you know um with um intention and purposefully like a shop owner would who can really manage the inventory and it's seasonal whatever do you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. they can't just think wow two dollars wow i gotta i'm gonna get fifteen dollars because i'm gonna make a great problem i'm gonna take this i'm gonna take that i'm gonna every paper bag in the store that's filled with clothes. I don't know. I mean, that's something that I feel is critical when it comes to a reseller is like your shopping habit. You, I, how are I you agree. really, are you shopping like intelligently or are you shopping? And this is giving you an excuse to continue shopping because your husband or partner was thinking you're out of your, you're insane. You're insane. You know, so th that's a whole other story with the whole shopping. But to get back to your point about getting organized, you know, um, know what you got. Be able to see it. Feel good about what you have. Feel confident. Mm -hmm. Feel confident in what you have. Know that you're going to be able to sell it, you know, and right. that you can go into that room and find anything at any given point. Because if you can, you've got a lot of stress. Right. Okay. So I'm going to summarize basically. Um, so you, th you would have to say that you think it's going to start with when you're shopping and knowing whether something is going to actually sell or not. So actually picking up quality merchandise to resell. And then um, 
when you actually have that inventory home, say you find like a stain or a button missing or some other something, don't put it in a pile to mend if you don't mend something. Go ahead and redonate it back to a textile, um, you know, a, a textile recycler. And then have an inventory system so that you can find all of your inventory no matter what. Yeah, well, those those are some great added po- points, which I didn't touch on, but you did, and I love that. Uh, the recycling piece is is, uh, is critical in the work that I do with people. Um, yeah, paying it forward has got it. And I love the whole textile recycling. That's awesome also. Yeah, so um, yeah. I, I think a, a lot of um, – a lot of resellers have a little bit of a hybrid as far as why we resell goods. Some of it is for a sustainability factor because clothing is the number, it's like one of the highest items that are in landfills. So it's our way of, you know, going out and picking up cans. Totally. You know, on the side of the road or recycling cans. Like totally. nobody nobody really realizes how the fashion industry has been trashing our planet. You know, it's like, it's not yeah. a talked about yeah. you know, item. Everybody talks about paper and everybody talks about cans, but nobody talks about, you know, how you go to Walmart or target and pick up the $7 tank top, you know, and you get 14 of them and now you only wear one and then you throw them away at the end of the season. Like that's why a lot of resellers do what they do. Um, there's some that do it specifically for that. Some people do it just so that they can earn extra money, but there is mm-hmm. a large portion that do it just for the sustainability factor or the upcycling. So, mm-hmm. um, but I think having, you know, like being able to let go of inventory and not become emotionally attached to it, you know, and, and being able to actually reevaluate it and go through it at a scheduled, you know, amount of time, like say once a quarter, once your season ends, go through your inventory and determine whether or not that's actually going to sell or whether it's still comping at the same price that it did when you bought it, or does it have a stain, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, and I really, um, I, I love the, um, the whole sustainability piece. We, um, for years now, um, we've been doing a swap meet. Uh, we do it twice a year and all of our friends has become bigger and bigger and people tell people and come and, you know, I get a whole new wardrobe, you know, and, and yeah. um, like today I'm wearing this, I'm wearing this like V-neck brown and beige stripe. I have no way idea where it came from. And I have to say to myself, it had to come from swap me, right? Because most of my stuff that I wear has been something recycled. Yeah. And, um, and yes, once in a while, it's always wonderful to go to a store, get something new and fresh and it feels so good. But for the most part, I'm, I'm with you. And I feel like what you were saying before, if that person found that it's not selling anymore, what a great thing they can donate it. So it's a win-win, even if you can't sell it, you know, donate it and yeah. feel good well, about that's- that. Well, and as a business, you actually get, you know, you can a use it as a, yeah, as a write-off. So um, you're not totally losing out. A lot of the uh, the larger stores uh, like Savers and Value Village will give you a coupon to use so that, you know, you can, you know, recycle your money. It's not a total loss. It's only a 80% loss. Um, so um, that's, you know, it's not a total loss. But I think not becoming emotionally attached to it. Um, The other thing that you kind of started to talk about was 
the psychology of what is your shopping story like why are you out shopping is it you know and I know for a lot of us it's mental health and um, there's been a huge um, unrest within our community as we haven't been able to go out and be thrifting and be shopping and I think that it's really brought home the point that this does actually create a little bit of mental health for us while we're out shopping but just to create structures and boundaries within your purchasing that create a better home environment once you get at home. Right. Right. I mean, I did put out in my group the other day and um, creating space and design these times. Do you find yourself shopping more or less during these times online? Um, and then, you know, it was a mix. Um, and, you know, when you say uh, mental health, you're saying people feel better when they when they're purchasing. Is that what you're saying? I think a large portion of American mm-hmm. women shop so that instead of going to counseling, I think that it, you know, it gets us out of the house. It, you know, it makes us feel smart because we have to use all kinds of skills to determine what is a good buy, what isn't a bad, you know, like mm-hmm. what isn't worth picking up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. it's the only time that we get away from our children while our husband is watching our children, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and be- like you said, because it is a business, you know, it is your husband more willing to, um, spend time with your children and give you that time and space to get away if it's a business transaction mm-hmm. rather than just you going out and just being on your own. I think Mm -hmm. in some ways, yeah, a lot of women definitely, you know, their husbands don't realize that they need that time away from their kids and they need that time outside of their house. Sure, sure. I mean, but the, you know, when you say the money, you know, the whole, well, there's the money story, right? There's the clutter story. There's the shopping story. Um, When you talk about that, you know, when she's going out there and doing that, you know, is it a mindful choice also? Is right. it something, what is it really bringing her? Is it something that, is it an escape? Into Is it an escape from something that she really needs to take a look at herself? Or maybe she can do both. But maybe there's, you know, there's something inside. Because I always feel there's more of a story to anybody that's a mm-hmm. shopper, that's a shopper, um, mm-hmm. and that has, who has clutter. There's, there is something, there's an underlying story there. And we all know um, that when you're organized, you know, I mean, there's some very, very, there's some great studies out there. I mean, it's my job to, to know about these things, right? Um, right. But there's amazing, amazing, uh, you know, uh, studies out there that you can read about and that your resellers should learn about regarding um, what being organized will do for them, you know, rather than the clutter that they're living in, what that does. So rather than being negative and telling you what the clutter does, I'll tell you that if you're organized, you're going to have more energy. You're going to have, believe it or not, better eating habits. When pe- they found that people that are cluttered, women that are cluttered, they tend to eat, eat more. Isn't hmm. that amazing? That is amazing. I know. You, if you're organized, you'll be able to sleep better. It'll reduce stress and make you happier. Um, these are like, these are things that based on studies, they found this out and it also can lower your heart attack risk because it's stress. Right. Right. So it's like anybody that's, and I would imagine that most people that are resellers are at risk of being cluttered. 
I would imagine that there is there's a a risk factor there because a risk factor because because of being able to limit what they're bringing in, um, and um, being able to really stay organized. I would imagine that's a uh, that's a challenge. It, it definitely is a challenge. It's a challenge. Any, yeah, I think anybody who runs any type of business, even you know the MLM models that has inventory within their home, has that risk. Um, what would you say is your favorite room in the house to start to de-stash and declutter? Uh, well, my favorite room is always the priority room. Like what's like to any like it's different for everybody, right? For mm-hmm. for me, the room that I'm going to spend most of my time in, um, uh, that's the room I'm going to declutter. Um, the room that most people are going to be in the, that will gather, that's the room that I'll declutter because I want it to feel spacious. And then I move from there. I think bed, but personally, I think my bedroom, my bedroom, I can't, it's got to be decluttered. It's got to have space. I don't want things on my night table, except for my candle, my little thing with some cloth drops, a book, a lamp, and a picture of my two daughters. That's it. I don't want anything else on there. I need my services clean. I need to feel space, but, but that's me. That's me. Some people are not that effect, affected, you know, but I, I feel space needs to feel really clear and clean. And, you know, I mean, if you're a young family, the family room would be someplace that I would like go to right away and make sure that it feels like you, you know, where the kids toys are and you know, where the books are and, everything's in the right place and you feel like you could sit and do something as a family and it feels like you can watch a movie together, you know, and it feels, it feels restful and it feels light and it feels lovely, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, my favorite route to clutter, I, you know, to declutter, you know, I like my, I love my kitchen decluttered, you know, um, I want to go in there and be able to make a meal and nothing's in the sink ever. You know, I want mm-hmm. my counter, my countertops feeling like I can always take a cutting board out, you know, um, that I have my beverage station where I make my coffee and tea, you know, I want that. So, you know, I, I like things to feel organized and clutter free and where I can think, you know, mm-hmm. um, a refrigerator, decluttering a refrigerator, you know, how many times. You know, do you go into a refrigerator and like, it's like a Jenga game, you know, you're like, things are on top of each other. You don't even know where things are anymore because nobody's careful about putting things back where they belong and they get scattered all over the place. And then you don't eat half the food because it's all the way in the back because you didn't see it. You know, like, you know, with a young family, that's really easy to happen, you know, Mm -hmm. where just things get really out of control. Yeah. You know? So, um, as far as say that you spend most of your time, you know, in the, you know, the kitchen slash living room area. Sure. So those would be your top two areas essentially to start at so that you can start to get momentum mm-hmm. when you're decluttering and de-stashing, um, and then moving to an area where you find peace. So what is, what would you say is the top item that you take out of people's homes when you declutter? You know, clothes are huge. I mean, we could fill bags and bags and bags of old coats and clothes and children and stuff that they've outgrown and so on and so forth. I mean, clothes is a huge item. Um, mm-hmm. Books can be a huge item. Uh, electronics, old things that they've been holding on to um, and wires, cables, 
uh, all kinds of stuff like that. Um, yeah. So that's, um, that's definitely, that's definitely, that's a big one, you know, and it's so, and it's so funny because, you know, it's such a guy thing. Usually, I mean, it's usually the, the guy in the house, like the, you know, the husband, the partner that is like holding on to all these like wire cables and stuff. Most, most often I've never, ever had a client say to me, you know what? I should never have thrown that cable out. So let's switch gears a little bit because we sure. are starting to starting to run a little bit short on time as sure, far go. as, you know, um, let's switch to the interior design. And what would you say are like hot new colors for um, for like the upcoming year? Well, I don't really <clears throat> I don't really pay a lot of attention to trend. Um, it's, it's it's every every person I work with has a different aesthetic. Uh, they like different things. I like to work with what people enjoy and like based on current trends. Cool. But I, I really like to work with people individually. Um, I uh, did have three clients over the last six months. They all happened to have done Navy uh, in their sofas. So Navy oh. was that Navy was really hot. Navy is kind of like a real kind of a rich, rich um, color. And nice. um and that was kind of that was kind of interesting um, that they gravitated towards that. But um, mm-hmm. I also, you know, I just finished a, a client's home on Long Island, and at, originally, and we did we did two navy sofas in her living room. But um, originally, we were going to work with the grays and the light blue palettes for the walls, the wall mm-hmm. colors. And I said, you know what, I'm so done with gray, and I switched over. And that was the dining room that you saw on Instagram. Remember the dining yep. room you saw? So I switched to greens. I would switch to these really beautiful, soft tones of these greens. Not sage, much much different palette. And um, there was just such a beautiful, sweet quietness. And just, it, it, it was a whole game changer. And I'm really glad that I switched over to those colors because... Although gray and the light blues can work and they're happy, you know, they're good colors and then neutrals and they were popular, they were trendy. It was just something in me that said, nah, I think I want to want to try this palette. So for me, it's about, it's taking the risks. It's trying some things that are, that are a little newer, that feel a little fresher, that, um, yeah, I'm really, I have to say that I'm, I'm more attuned to like, what's, what's making me what's, what's moving me in the moment. And it's Mm -hmm. for me, every client is like my first search, you know, when I'm looking for people, I've like, I've never done it before. I don't have the same go-tos, whether it's color or fabric or style. It's, it's working with people, um, individually, you know, I mean, I I love mid-century modern. That's like probably my favorite, um, uh, genre, my favorite time Mm -hmm. period. But it doesn't mean that I'm not going to throw um, something neoclassic in somewhere or something more modern or industrial or, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm kind of like, um, I'm, I'm, I would say I'm really eclectic in that way. Um, but I love to, to work with my client and work with their aesthetic and what they like. Um, so current trends for me, 
it's uh, I don't really I don't really follow current trends, but they're out there if you want to. The timeless one. <laughs> I'm timeless and whatever rocks somebody's boat, you know, that's that's mm-hmm. where I'm going. And I feel like everything comes back and everything is good and and I can make anything work. And, you know, um, that's, you know, I could do a whole room of neutrals and I could do pops of color and whatever. It's It's really up to the individual and what we work out together and what we collaborate on together and that's that's the beauty for me is the collaboration um i love i love that more than anything um working it through with people even if it's the 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 decluttering and organizing so that Mm -hmm. it works so that it works for them so that the system they come up they come up with it with me you know i'll make suggestions and guide them but you know it's the collaboration you know yeah i definitely feel like when you go through the whole transformation you know instead of just Instead of just de-stashing, decluttering, and cleaning out, you know, once you actually, you know, take that space and reward yourself or, you know, and, you know, actually change it up and give yourself a little bit of breath, a breath of fresh air that it, you know, is beneficial towards maintaining that space and those habits. Right. 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 So I have one final question for you. And then, um then we'll ask you all the different places to find you at. Um, And that final question is if you were to have five things that you did every day to maintain your space, if you only had, you know, like time to complete five things because your family is just in a chaos mode, what Mm -hmm. are the five things that you would do every day to help, maintain a clean and decluttered space uh well some of them include like decluttering your brain too so the first thing i would do is make my bed um i think making your bed making your bed look beautiful and inviting is important um i would make sure that there there are no dishes in the in the sink um i would make sure that the foyer table uh, if there is a foyer table that that is decluttered, people tend to throw things, whether it's a kitchen table or a kitchen counter, a dining table, a foyer table, wherever things are getting um, thrown on and collected, that's a space to go through every single day. Um, and in that, go through your mail every day and let go of the junk mail, like we keep up with your recycling. Um, and, um, that's four, right? Is that four? Yep. That's four. Yep. That's four. So the fifth one, what would the fifth one be? The fifth one would be, um, your, you know, your kitchen counter. Keep that Mm -hmm. nice and clean. Keep that nice and clear. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. So where do we find you? I know you have Instagram, Facebook, a website, And where else do we find you and all of your information? You have a course coming up also, right? I have a course that's probably going to be landing the beginning of July, I think, something like that. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably a couple days after uh, after we release this podcast, you'll have your course ready. So tell us about your course and your website, Instagram. Okay, so my my course is going to have six modules. It's going to take you from your... Um, from examining and discovering and digging deep into your clutter story all the way through 
um, to uh, the benefits of your new um, create your newly created program that you came up with yourself of habits um, and um, and your breakthroughs uh, and celebrate. Um, so it'll take you all the way through all the rooms in your house, prioritizing, digging deep, you know, rolling up your sleeves, all that. Um, and it'll be it'll be within a it'll be a small group because I really want to work with people. So it's not going to be a large group. So it's limited. It's limited. It's limited. Um, and um, there'll be coaching calls every week for an hour where you get to come on and talk about some things you're struggling with or the wins that you're experiencing or even hit me up with a design question, which is fine because because I'm an interior designer, I'm allowing that space to also be for people that, for example, they might find out that like they're looking for a piece to store ABC and, you know, where do they go to look for that or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Just, just throwing that out. Um, so, um, so that'll be the class and anybody could um, either email me. Um, you know, my name is Ruthie Kukoff at Gmail and you can email me through my website, which is RuthieKukoffInteriors.com, um, NYC underscore declutterer. I have my creating times Facebook group and I also have my own my own name my own Facebook I have actually another Facebook which my daughter started but you know like social media is not like my best friend you know like I just I need like a VA to do all my social media because I'm really <laughs> not I'm really not that great at it but um, I know it's important um, but those are the places you can find me and you can certainly text me if you want um, or email me or call me so, yeah, those are the places you can reach me. And I want to help as many people as I can, especially during these times, and especially young families um, who are, you know, working full time and trying to manage the kids and trying to manage the house and trying to manage your organization. Um, so, yeah, that's my purpose. That's my mission. Awesome. Well, thank yeah. you so much for coming on the podcast today. I really enjoyed it. It was um slightly different than a lot of our episodes but um, I think it's a valuable topic to talk about especially as we start um, you know start fresh with our inventory whether that's because we just went and you know picked up a whole lot of people's de-stashing and now we have to go through that and determine what's valuable and what's not and what to actually get rid of or whether we are at the point where we're going to be going out and finding new inventory um, so that we can help create sustainable habits so that we don't end up with a giant death pile. So thanks for coming on and kind of giving us your insights on that. Um, and uh, I hope some of my listeners will come and check out your courses and uh, your Facebook group. Cause I, I've been, uh, I, I think I joined a couple days ago and I've been really enjoying your Facebook group. It's a lot of fun. Oh, thanks. Thanks. hope you were able to gain some insight from today's interview and to understand why keeping your inventory and banishing your death pile or at least keeping it organized so that you have a strategic way to go through and list it is important for your reselling business. I know for me almost all of 2019 I spent battling my death pile and uh, I have started to come up with ways that uh, it is a little bit more under control. I definitely 
have not banished my death pile completely because I do want to have some extra inventory on hand in case we all go down into lockdown again. So until then, happy sourcing and I will talk to you next week. Be sure to go and download this month's free printable resellers calendar template. You can use this calendar template to help you create sustainable goals within your business. Sustainable goals such as how many sales you're supposed to be making every day or how much you're targeting for creating an income each day. If you want to grow your business, this is the number one way that I grew my business in 2019 and I still use it to this day. It helps me focus on small bite-sized goals every single day so that the giant goal at the end of the month doesn't seem so overwhelming. As a busy mom, it's sometimes hard to focus on that big goal if I don't break it down for myself every day. So go download or sign up for the newsletter at huntershustlehacks.com and you will get an immediate email with that reseller's calendar template in it.